Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. My name is Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Today we've got a kind of a fun story for you since it's almost Valentine's Day. It's the story of Oofty Goofty. It's a love story. Yeah, kind of. It's the story of Oofty Goofty and Big Bertha Heyman. So we're going to talk... Was this was guy's real name? Yeah, well, no, no. He was a. They, they were both kind of uh, sideshow performers. It's pronounced oh, okay. Hyman. <clears throat> no, it's uh, Heyman. Hyman. Goofy, goofy, and Big Bertha Heyman. I'm just sent the introductions. You guys are not even here yet. Please. Wow. Well, are you going to do the whole damn story? I would. I appreciate you, uh, your consideration, while I do the introduction. Because right now you're not even here. I don't recognize your. Did existence. you have a bad? Uh, Weekend. The chair doesn't recognize us? Yeah. Yes. Are you Elizabeth Warren and me? I will have to have you <laughs> escorted from the studio. Anyway, we're going to talk about the story of Oofty Goofty. And he kind of had a crush on Big Bertha Heyman. And we're going to talk about their story since it's almost Valentine's Day. And this uh, <laughs> this story is a um, – this story was recommended by – uh, Chip Mincy. So thank you, Chip. Um, we, he, he requested this a long time ago, and I'm sorry it took us so long to get around to it. But um, thank you, Chip, for recommending this. And this uh, dedicated. This is dedicated to Chip and and all the lovers Alicia. out there. Alicia, it's their their, their uh, yeah, Valentine's gift. Okay, <laughs> so before we get into the story of Oofty Goofty. Um, let me introduce our panel. We I'm joined, as always, by the lovely and talented Queen Amin, Empress of Evil, the Mistress of the Macabre, Satan's Dirty Little Secret, Pill Poppin', Penis Lovin', Brandy. Hi, Brandy. The chair Hello, recognizes Tim. you now. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> How are you today? I am great. How are you? I am well. I didn't do anything on the weekend. Excellent. Yeah. I did. I know. You were like all over the place. I was a rock – you know, I live rock star lifestyle. You, I saw you was at the aquarium. I the was. Newport Aquarium down, down, down. I was at Town Place. Newport. Was, it was like Paris Hilton The place was weekend. fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah I, I was there a long time ago. Now, you can lose kids in there easily. Yeah, well, it was a half hour to get You know what freaks in. me out is the, uh, the aquarium. It's hard telling. No, it's like you've got <laughs> – yeah, you, you have – 
fish, I mean, it's like it's you like you have fish on over your head. All the you have fish on the floor. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's an immersive experience. I don't like that. I don't like fish swimming over my head, especially sharks. Well, it disturbs me. <laughs> I, yeah, we did, and we did the shark bridge where you have to walk over that net thing over the big oh, tank of sharks. I, I do not like that at all. Yeah, no, and I did that. But we had a good time. But no, did they that, have penguins? They still have. They penguins? do have penguins. They're my uh, favorites. The I saw them eating. They they yeah. had brought out. They got the guy to come out and feed them. The so only thing better awesome. than a penguin is an otter. I know. I otters like to are see awesome. otters. Too. I would have an otter as a pet if I was allowed. Would you? Yeah. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. you know what you can get as a pet? A pig. No, this is I even better. Not better. It's better. A groundhog. The some bitches are cuddly. A groundhog? A ground a prairie dog. Prairie dog. Okay, there's a big difference. Prairie there. dog, yeah. Well, I don't want either one of those. I want an otter. No, did pra- you recognize him? No, he's, he's not here yet. It's my time. Yeah, it's Brandy time. So, okay, Brandy, you sound like you had a fascinating weekend. It was so fascinating. And it uh, was just uh, pajama day yesterday, so we didn't do shit. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you had a wonderful weekend. I was going to come see you Saturday because I was working, and I was going to come over to the levee on Newport and see you, but uh, you kind of didn't answer my Facebook request. I was busy. (laughs) I think you were ignoring it. I was busy trying. She you was know, socializing, to keep, Timmy. I was busy trying to keep my kid out. Of I was the fucking getting off tanks. work, and I, I was thinking about catching a movie. And I thought, well, I see on Facebook that you were at the levee. I said, maybe I'll go and enjoy Did my you afternoon. Go and catch a movie? No, I didn't, because it was crazy down there. Because it was know. a nice day. I, yeah, it was a nice day, but I went home and just took pills instead. Excellent. Uh, I'd like to introduce the uh, most dangerous man in podcasting, the uh, moral compass of our podcast. It's a shame. The very distinguished mm-hmm. and honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Wonderful today, Timmy. It's, it was a beautiful weekend here mm-hmm. this weekend. <clears throat> um, Yesterday was not as beautiful. It was still pretty nice. It was overcast and cold. And, no, I, mean, I had the dog out. Me and the dog was out in the woods. We was running around. Yeah, it's supposed to be nice all Enjoying weekend. Enjoying the nature. Week. How do you put reverend? I'm a reverend, too. Yeah. You're not a practicing reverend. You know, When's the last time you laid hands, hands on somebody? We need to have a discussion about these you. introductions because we really need, I really need to par them down. When's the last time you laid hands on somebody? I'm getting ready to lay hands on you. <laughs> you know, you listen to regular, you know, normal podcasts, and they just say, hey, I'm Dick, and I'm Jane, and that's it. You don't get all this. Dick and Jane? Do they have spot? Hey, You this don't is spot. get this 20-minute uh, introduction. Well, look, you introduce him as a reverend. All I'm saying is I am a reverend well, as well. I'm going to start saying but I get Brandy and Chuck. But and I get it. penis-loving. Well, you are penis loving. Well, yeah, that's something to be proud of. Do you deny of. your love of penis? Me. I do not deny that I. But it doesn't. Do you, it's have not you now? Do my you defining now, quality. Or do you, have you ever loved a penis? <laughs> yeah. It's not my defining quality. Well, it's you know. It, I am. It, li- it, I'm like an onion. It's an layers. insight into your soul. Is it? Is it? Yes. I don't think so. Okay, I want to get to our Patreon shoutouts. We are pleased and uh, very grateful for those of you who. Contribute to our podcast through Patreon, and that includes Alicia and Chip. Uh, and as I said, this uh, podcast uh, today, this episode is dedicated to Chip, Jen Moyer, Jason Dykes, Phyllis Munson, Brandy McBride, TJ Young, uh, Diana St- Diane Student with the History Goes Bump podcast. I listened to her latest episode; it's really good. Amber Trevino. 
Annette Petray, who Annette has obsessively calm products, um, soaps and creams. Uh, if you're uh, interested, I would definitely recommend checking out. She's got some great products. Uh, go to her Facebook page. That's, that's obsessively calm. Lise over in Norway, who I believe her father-in-law celebrated his 70th birthday this yes. weekend. He was out um, on a sled. Looked like Norway. they had a good time it over did. there. She posted some pictures on, on the Facebook. So, uh, Lise, please pass on our uh, wishes to your father-in-law. Uh, Leslie Hagar. Uh, Amber Scoville, thank you, Amber. Jahara over in, I believe, Italy. Alicia, uh, Andrew Happ, Melissa Montoya, thank you, Melissa, for supporting the podcast. Brittany Martin, uh, Joe Hopkins in New York, thank you, Joe. Mandy Swanson, Jennifer Siemens, Charlie and Allie from the Insight podcast. They got a new podcast just released today that I will listen to tonight. Cindy Liu. Heather Poole, uh, we got a new sponsor, our dear friend, Dr. Jeff and his wife, Don. Yay. Thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate you supporting the podcast. And um, we may come down and visit you in the Dominica uh, someday, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I will visit you without those two, but. It's hurtful. <laughs> no, they're, they're very, uh, very supportive of the podcast, and we really appreciate it, guys. And then, of course, Rudy. The Wonder Dog. Uh, you know, to me, when you when you give the shout-outs and say, I'm going to listen to the Insight Podcast, I kind of feel like you're not respecting my blood feud. No, I'm not. I think it's ridiculous. We have no feud with any podcast, especially Insight, which is our— Oh, it's going on, Timmy. It's, it's our going friends, down. Charlie and Allie. I'm not going down And they're Patreon supporters, so show a little respect, will you? Well, just because I respect—I respect them, but I'm we're not, having a blood feud. Yeah, no. No. No, don't say we are having yes. a blood. F- it's you. you. Yes, and they will kick your ass. <laughs> and we do not support you. Right. So you nope. got my back. No. Nope. Okay, that's what I took from that. <laughs> Is that what you took? <laughs> yeah. If you would like to support the podcast, uh, you can do so by uh, going to patreon.com slash historydweebs. That's patreon.com slash historydweebs where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Just a wee little bit, Timmy. Just yes. a wee little bit. Everything helps, and we appreciate it very, very much. Okay, so um, I have one other shout-out. Uh, I would like to thank Cheryl Weldon in, from Canada for giving us a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you, Cheryl, very much. It was very sweet of you. Uh, if you listen to us on iTunes... We would really appreciate any uh, uh, good reviews that you could give us because it helps people find us, and uh, we really appreciate it. So let's get into the story of Oofty Goofty and Big Bertha Heyman. Not Hyman, Big Bertha Heyman. you got to love a woman named Big Bertha. She's a handsome woman. <clears throat> well, let's first talk about Any Oofty. woman with big in front of her name, you know she's going to be a bucket full of loving. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> A yeah. KFC bucket full of love. Yeah. Oofty Goofty uh, was the stage name of a sideshow performer who lived in San Francisco in the late 19th century. There's a lot going on in San Francisco in yeah, the late 19th it century. Was. I wonder if he ran into the emperor. Emperor Norton? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was there around the same time, yeah. They may have known each other. Um, his real name, Oofty's real name, was Leonard 
birth chart. Oh, yeah, I like Oofy Goofy I like better. Oofy, Oofy, Oofy. He was born in Germany and came to America from Berlin. By the way, I think I'm going to Europe in May, just FYI. And I think I might go to Berlin. Okay. Okay. I almost booked it yesterday, but... Did okay. you need me to take out a billboard for that, or...? Yes. No, I'm just announcing it. And, yeah, I'm, I might go over there for a couple, for my birthday just to celebrate my birthday. What in Berlin? Uh, I'm thinking about go, flying into Amsterdam and then there's where he celebrates. <laughs> yeah, that's where. Yeah, you There we go. You're gonna go, you're gonna decided. find you a midget, get you some weed, and have a good old time on your birthday. <laughs> no, you know them old hookers. They're like a hundred years <laughs> yeah, old. Yeah, the, the sisters. There yeah. you go. One for still alive. There you go. Anyway. Um, I'd like to give one of them a shot for just about 20 minutes. Leonard. See if she's still got it in her. She takes her teeth out. Oh, yeah. See? That's sweet. <laughs> Leonard. I bet her ears are all big. Leonard <laughs> came to America. Just got that one, didn't you? From got Berlin it. at the age of 14 uh, as a stowaway colonel on the US, or in the SS Frieza. Not the minnow. Yeah. <laughs> That's how the colonel's grandparents got here. This was in 1876. Well, he came as a stowaway, but he got busted. Uh, and so the captain, uh, the, the, fortunately, the captain didn't throw him overboard, but he forced him to work uh, uh, as a member of the crew to earn his passage. And so that's what Leonard did. He, he actually had to work three trips back and forth <laughs> across the Atlantic before um, the captain would release him. Because, um, you know, Colonel, once you're out there in the sea, it's like being on an airplane. The captain is uh, law. Captain the, is a, he's the, a judge. He's the Lord. Yeah. Really, he's the Lord of can the do, high seas. He can do anything he wants. But anyway, he went back and forth on the Frisia three times, and finally the captain allowed him to disembark in New York City. Well, that's nice. Now, um, Leonard was not a man of means, uh, so he drifted from state to state before eventually signing up for the U.S. Cavalry in Detroit. But you didn't know they had much need for a cavalry in Detroit, did you? Oh, I think they do. Oh, yeah. Well, Of course he knew that. Down 8 Mile? The 8 Mile Cavalry? <laughs> 8 <laughs> yeah. Mile? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where Eminem mm-hmm. lives? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that movie. I know you do. Big Eminem fan. Yes. Marshall. Yes. Anyway, his uh, fellow soldiers would tease him, Leonard, our friend Leonard, and convinced him that uh, Indians would surely scalp him whenever they went west. So apparently this uh, regiment was going to go west and fight uh, the Native Americans. In fairness, they did scalp people. True. And they convinced Leonard, you know, this guy just got the boat from Berlin you know he didn't. You know he didn't know what he was signing up for, and they they told him, "Hey, these these Indians are going to scalp you." Hmm. So fearing seems, the possibility seems of seems legit. Fearing mm-hmm. fearing the possibility of losing his head, Leonard decided to, to desert. He sold his horse and gun to a farmer and um, took off. But before he could make a clean break, he was arrested for desertion and sentenced to three years of hard labor. Seemed like he would have had a better shot at getting away if he didn't sell the horse. Yeah. <laughs> it right. may, like you may want to yeah. hold on to that gun for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, but Oofty uh, Goofty, as he would later be known, made uh, was made of tough metal. 
he was able to get an early release from uh, prison by throwing himself off a cliff. Oh. Uh, and he was like on a dare? I don't, like if you I, do that, we'll let you out early? Yeah, see, I think they let him out because he had a disability. From throwing yeah, himself from off throwing the cliff. Himself off a cliff. Either That's from right. throwing himself off the cliff or the, you know. The mental capacity that he had <laughs> yeah. because yeah. he threw himself off the exactly. cliff. The willingness right. to throw himself off a cliff. Whatever. Right. They said, okay, <laughs> you, you can go. Um, but so he made his way to San Francisco in 1884 at the young age of 22. Mm. Now, when Leonard arrived in San Francisco, he was broke and desperate for money, Brandy. So what did the young man do as he was broke and desperate for money? Well, did he, did he turn to hook did he Did he blow his economics professor? What uh, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he saw, you know what I've always wondered, though? Do you feel cheated? I mean, because you didn't learn about economics and, and you your got parents a C paid plus. for it. You oh, got a C my plus. God. I did not get a C+. Plus. <laughs> I mean, your parents paid all this money for you to go to college, and then you, you're sleeping your way to the top. Did you graduate cum loudly? Is oh that what God. you did? Oh, my God. Oh, that's so fun. Shut the fuck up. Come on. you. I mean, you cheated your parents out of I a, didn't cheat my parents out of You're walking around with a, with a degree, and really all you learned was the 89 positions can of you, a Kama Can you Sutra. please describe no. supply and demand for us? <laughs> yeah. it describe elasticity of markets. 20 years ago. <laughs> Get off my ass, fuckers. Are you <laughs> jealous? Think, That's no, what I she think, told the uh, physics you know, professor. No. Get off my ass. I think that she, you know, she learned a great deal about economics if she learned that you can blow someone and get great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> she knew how to set her price. She knew what her price point was, yes. Timmy. So anyway. You guys fucking suck. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, desperate for money, Leonard uh, saw a help wanted sign at the local dime museum. The local what? Dime museum. Ah. Now, what a dime museum was. I'm glad you asked, Brandy. Oh, okay. Was a place where people Showed would go. Dimes. It's kind of like a place where people would go to see unusual things. like it's a, a freak ca- show. Kind of like a freak show. Uh, people like would place. pay a dime and you would get... Uh, access to this museum where you'd see unusual stuff. That's like $400 in today's money. No, I think it's probably more like 50 cents, but (laughs) still. Economics would have come in handy (laughs) for you, huh? What year were we talking about here? 1884. He met, uh, so he, uh, he, he responded to this help wanted sign, and he met the owner of the Dime Museum, a man by the name of Ned Dooley. And Dooley offered Leonard a job starting at $20 a month, which was pretty fair wages back in the day. He's doing all this research on his phone, the colonel. I know. Well, he's trying to look shit up now. I know. It, you know, it, it only make it. everyone has access to Google, Colonel, so it only makes you look smart if you know it off the top of your head. Well, you know, and this just make, you know, his, his uncomfortableness with his knowledge only makes us stronger. Uh, that's true. So uh, Leonard accepted the job at $20 a month, despite not knowing what type of the work it was actually there you he was going to be doing. Sure. On the first day at work, uh, Leonard showed up on time, and Dooley took him into a, a barn behind the museum. Oh. And Dooley uh. asked Leonard to remove his clothes. See, and that really should have raised should a, be red a red flag. Yeah, it's a red flag. Hesitant but desperate for a job, Leonard did as he requested. 
duly proceeded to cover Leonard's entire body with black tar. Yes. Mm. After he was finished uh, covering Leonard's body with tar, Dooley then started covering it with horse hair. First, first of all, like he didn't tell this motherfucker I mean, he nothing. Did, He's there just, was I'm no orientation. Right. Nothing about benefits. <laughs> nothing. I mean, you're just walking. About. I'm gonna walk you out to the barn, but I'm not gonna tell you why. That's thirteen fifty-five in our dollars. Thank you, Colonel. And then. But there is walk. He just strolls out to the bar behind this guy. Okay, I'm gonna put tar on you now. Okay. <laughs> well, he needed a job. Man was desperate. You know what? No. But at what point do you say? You know. I mean, when you see him say coming, nah, baba, nah. they didn't handcuff him or nothing. He no. just had to stand there while well, they was I mean, you know, he, he was he probably didn't have a lot of diff- opportunities, and so. You know, a man's offering you a job, Not especially at Oofty 20- Goofy or Oompa Loompa. Well, or he wasn't Oofty Goofy at this point. But, but anyway. that $20 a month is only $541 a month, which yeah. comes to what? $160 a what? week in all money. and it wasn't a lot in San Francisco. It's an expensive city. $60 a week, and that's $4 an hour. So he was only getting the equivalent of $4 an hour. That was pretty good money in 1884, though. No, but the it equivalent. Actually- he was only getting. Nothing. It was only getting like 78 cents an hour. Well, it didn't matter because he doesn't get paid, but I, that, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, so he <laughs> he paints uh, uh, Leonard with uh, black tar and covers him with horse hair and gives him a loincloth. Well, at least he gave him a loincloth. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I don't know if he deducted that. That was 20 Probably. Oh, you know getting that tar out of the pubes is not going to be fun. Leonard was a little concerned at this point. You think? <laughs> That's the point he got concerned when he got the loincloth? And asked, right. And asked for more details about the job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Dooley told him that he would be he was going to be known from now on as the wild man of Borneo. Ah. Oh, that's People would pay People would come from miles around. People would come from miles around to see a wild beast. He told Leonard he should not never. He should never speak English in public, and only grunt. <laughs> Much and in like fact, Timmy, right? <laughs> when you are, uh, when he was in front of the audience, the only words he was supposed to mutter or grunt was "oofty goofty." Oofty goofty. Good God! Desperate for money, and now already covered <laughs> head to toe with black tar, Leonard agreed to go along with the scheme. You know, this makes me think. It this in comparison. You, shagging your economics professor, seems dignified. (laughs) (laughs) Ned Dooley then locked Leonard into a heavy cage, and a large number of people paid a dime each to gaze upon the wild man known as the wild man of Borneo. There you go. Um, The the claim was that Dooley recently captured um, Leonard, in the jungles of Borneo and brought him to San Francisco at enormous expense. Oh, clearly. To add to the um, realism, large chunks of raw meat was thrown into the cage. uh, And the uh, wild man gobbled uh, on the the raw meat. Ew. Occasionally growling, shaking the bars, and wildly yelping, Colonel. Oof-de-loot-de. Oof-de-goof-de. 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 Oof-de-goof-de.
Goof day. First of all, see the colonel won't be able to do that. But there is not enough money. Goof day. Goof day. The there man is, was hard up. He needed a job. There's not enough money for you to like throw meat at somebody, and they're just gonna sit there and gnaw at it. Well, <laughs> that's fucking gross. How many times you have meat thrown at you, Devil? <laughs> Dude, let me tell you something. First of all, don't be nasty. That's gross. First, second of all, more times than you can ever think about. But no, one time I worked at, <clears throat> I was working at Kroger and. I got in my car, and there was a regular that had parked beside me. Does anyone know what Kroger is? They have them everywhere. A grocery store. Okay. And there was a guy that was, um, that was he was a regular customer. He was nice enough, but he was really, really heavy and big. And I saw him. He was getting in his car, and I was getting situated and doing whatever, and I happened to look over, and he had taken one of those. Now, I, don't, I know you guys have seen those tubes of ground meat. Yeah. First of all, never get those. They're fucking nasty. They're the scraps of everything that they pull up off the floor. They're gross. It's like what they make hot dogs out of. Pretty much. But he had popped open one of those things and was eating it raw out of the <laughs> friggin' tube. Yeah. Oh, no. No. Nasty. Are you going to be third asshole guy? Because I, I really don't need that one. right now. I just got to tell you Why are you going to be third asshole? You cannot beat the guy eating the ground beef tube. You can't. <laughs> I can. Of course you can. I can. Because he's third asshole guy. I come home. I know someone with two assholes. Why well, I know somebody with three. <laughs> I got, third I asshole home. guy. Timmy, me and my brother are working all day fixing a... Uh, may you rest in peace. Fix Whatever. May God rest his soul. Well, see, but so nobody can corroborate this. Put yeah. the ceiling Fucking fan bullshit in. made It's a true story because Mrs. No. Colonel can corroborate this. No, I don't think she can. Do you know those You can't little, even say corroborate. Do you know those little star <laughs> crunch... Little Debbie's things, the yes. chocolate and Rice Krispies in uh-huh. it. Me and my brother was looking for something to eat. I just got married. The cupboard was kind of bare. My brother took two those little Star Crunch things mm-hmm. and put raw ground beef in the middle and made a sandwich. That's fucking gross and weird. Why? I, he has some. He, he was deranged. I don't know. He just liked raw hamburger, but he liked to. You do not. He like sweet from good and stock. salty. <laughs> I don't know. I never ate raw meat, <laughs> but he did. He. I actually seen him eat a sandwich with raw hamburger and two star crunches. Yeah. My, bar, my brother would eat raw meat, hmm? raw hamburger. Yeah. Seriously though, out of the like sitting there out of the tube. Yeah, that's fucking uh, nasty. Uh, uh, like you know, like you would get at the. Uh, uh, butcher shop. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy, and this they guy used to say it would give you it worms. off the ground. They used to say it would give you worms. I think it will give you worms. I think it would give you worms. And all that one's eating it off the ground. Yeah, and it is. Uh, anyway, back to Oofty. Third asshole. <laughs> Oofty performed. You know, come up with some better stories and I won't beat you all the time. Whatever. <laughs> I don't think it matters. Oofty performed his act at the Dye Museum and it was a huge success. It wasn't the best job. Everyone in town started referring to him as Colonel Oofty Goofy. Oofty Goofy. Oofty Goofy. It wasn't the best job in the world, though, because back in the day, um, wherever you had these dime museums or vaudeville acts or theaters or whatever, there 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 were vendors in front of the um, theaters that would sell. Rotten fruit and rotten vegetables. So you could throw them at them. So if you were not happy with the performance, you could throw it at the entertainers. Oh, that'd be sweet. Just think if we had people in this room no, with the, during the podcast. podcast uh, no, we would not want that. We get hit um, in the head with a saggy or soggy old but Some people could not banana. afford to buy the rotten uh, vegetables and fruit. 
Well, that's some poor ass shit right there. So they would just throw rocks. Sure. Um, <laughs> so I give that some bitch a dime. Could you not hit me with that rock and throw me? Hit me with a with a ruined squash or some shit. So occasionally people would be upset that they paid a dime to see Colonel to see. Oof day, goof day, oof day, goof day. <laughs> that they would throw rocks and other items at him to get a reaction. Uh, although Leonard did not mind playing along, he was a bit irritated when people yeah. st- people started to poking him with sticks between the, <laughs> between the bars of the cage. Uh-huh. Uh. He was also becoming concerned because even after three weeks of success, he had yet to be paid by Ned Dooley. Now, see, you poke, you poke Oofty Loofty with a stick, and then all of a sudden he bites you, and it's all bad Oofty Goofty. Bad yeah. Oofty Goofty. Right. You can't, I mean, you know, if you get, you you know, you should, if you get bit by somebody named Oofty Goofty, you've got it coming. Well, you're poking them with a stick, hitting them with rocks and shit. Yeah, you don't want to do that. So one Saturday night at a standing room only crowd, um, a standing-room-only crowd paid to see the wild man of Borneo. The crowd were, were mostly drunk, Brandy. Sure. And several Irishmen in front of the cage. There it is. Yeah, well, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, that would be nice. we got some Irish listeners. Well, I'm Irish. That's why it doesn't yes, surprise me. I'm Irish, too. I am as well. But still be nice. Um Several Irishmen in front of the cage started imitating and making fun of Oofty. Those insensitive bastards. They were in it imitating him by saying, Oofty, Goofty. Oofty, Goofty. <laughs> so um, one of the drunk Irishmen poked Oofty in oh. the ribs with a pointed stick. That's uh, a dick move. Yeah, it kind of stabbed him and caused Oofty to start to bleed. See, that's bullshit. Oh. In, in a reaction to the assault, Do you Oof, stand up and go, what the fuck? Oofy <laughs> lost his cool and shouted in English, you better not let me get my hands on you, you fucking mick. There you go. <laughs> See, now Oofy all of a sudden got to go racially. With well, racial the crowd, the audience was in shock and taken aback because. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's just savage talk. Well, I mean, they didn't think uh, Oofy could speak English. Yeah, but they would expect better manners if he was going to blurt out some English, not some racial slurs. So Ned Dooley, who was in the back row, saw where this was headed as the crowd began to get angry. And he quietly left the theater, packed his bags, (laughs) packed his shit and get, and left town as quickly as possible, taking all the proceeds as well as Oofty's pay with him. The crowd, sensing that they had been conned, no. <laughs> turned on Oofty, who was locked in the cage. Really? They started pelting him with uh, uh, rotten fruit and rocks. You know, I'm thinking about that fruit. That's probably where the Rotten Tomatoes got, you know, the website that reviews mm-hmm. movies. That's probably where they got their uh, Maybe. name. Yeah. Oofty was trapped in the cage. Finally, the drunken Irishman broke the cage, broke into the cage, and the crowd was demanding their money back from Oofty. <laughs> Oofty, who clearly had nothing because he was in a loincloth. So that's like if you're mad at the zoo, you go to yep. get your money back from Harambe. Well, yeah. well not anymore. Well, not Ned, anymore. Ned yeah. was already gone, so uh, they could only take their frustrations out on Oofty. When Oofty explained that he had no money, <laughs> you know. If I had any money, I wouldn't be covering tar and horse <laughs> exactly. and taking these fucking rocks in the eye. 
Ufti explained that he had no money. The drunken Irishman dragged him to the town square and prepared to hang him. Well, that seems shitty. Luckily for Ufti, the town constable intervened and arrested Ufti for his own safety. Ufti was incarcerated in the city jail for a few days uh, to kind of let the crowd's anger uh, subside. By the time he was released, Ufti was close to death due to the fact that his pores were being blocked by the tar that had fused to his skin. They didn't even let him shower in jail? He couldn't get it off. Jeez. Why didn't they use a blow dry? Ufti. (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) Ufti made the news and was invited by curious medical students as he lay in a Turkish bath for five weeks waiting for the glue to dissolve. So he's in a bad shape here. He's got this fucking shit all over him. Doctors at the receiving hospital tried in vain for several days to remove the tar and hair, finally dousing him with a tar solvent and laying him in the sun on the roof of the hospital in order to... Did somebody just think of tar solvent just now? <laughs> in order you know, to soften... You know and... might work. I got this yeah. stuff down here. It's That'll a... take that tar right yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, we've been, we've, we've been, we've been doing using this all kinds time. of other solvents, but... Let's try to toss solve it. The cost to the city was $300 to uh, assist Ufti, but he, w- he had uh, went from a um, person that was on the verge of being hanged to someone who was kind of well, – they kind of, you know, they kind of liked him. They, they, the, the town figured out that he wasn't – he was an innocent bystander and all this so they kind of uh, – Well, damn, how guilty could you be? You got your ass covered in to- – they kind of accepted him. Uh, from, then on, <laughs> yeah. from then on, from then on, Leonard was known throughout California simply as Oofty Goofy. <laughs> I don't know why the, the like voice is it. necessary. Oofty, I like saying that. Goofy. Now, Oofty Goofy. Excuse me, fine sir, Oofty, Mister Oofty Goofy. Mister Goofy. <laughs> Simmer down, Mister Goofy. Okay, so I'm going to tell you all about Big Bertha. Okay. And, Ooh, we, and I while love I me do a that, yeah. And while I do that, I would appreciate if we all could keep our hands above the table. <laughs> okay. And everything put away. Yeah, that'd be great if you could not do I will, that. I will post photos of Big Bertha. She is quite the handsome lady. She is. She's not. Handsome. She's not. Even. I bet she has some big bazooms on her, though. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Big Bertha here. So, so Oofty, after he had, you know, landed in jail with tar and everything else, then his natural progression was to turn to the theater. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was a man of the art. He was, <laughs> he was a Thespian. performer. Yeah. Thespian. <laughs> He's a performer he was, at heart. He was a, basically, Oofty Goofty was interpretive dance. When the spotlight comes on, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. he becomes he's in his own. He's, he's a it. thespian. He's he was a thespian. He is uh, genius. Yes. Uh, let's see. Oofty soon teamed up with a local celebrity named Big Bertha, who was already a celebrity in her own right. I bet she was big. She <laughs> was born Bertha. Was well, Bertha's her given name? Her parents okay. clearly did not love her. Bertha Schlesinger was born in Prussia and came to the United States in 1878. Okay, so they had that in common. They were both German. She uh, was married twice, first to Fritz Carco, uh, with whom she lived in New York and later Milwaukee, and then to a man that she identified as John Heyman. Uh, Hyman? Close, but it's Heyman. Did she break Hyman? Well, I doubt it. Okay. I think she was a bit of a loosey-goosey, but 
Uh, there was no record of what became of him, so my guess is she ate him. <laughs> uh, Bertha, here we go. Now, and this is the part where I tell you keep your hands above the table. Bertha was described by the press at the time as being 40 years of age, decidedly ugly, four moles on her right cheek, five foot four inches tall, and weighing, are you ready for it, 350 pounds. Ooh, she's hot. She's a bowling ball. Oh, Ew, she's hot. Oh. Right. That's my girl. Yeah. I, you know she was slinging some, some she knockers. She was slinging some something. Yeah. yeah. She, oh, she, I'm sure she had knockers. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a pretty effective con artist and made a living off ripping off, made a living ripping off lonely men like Timmy. <laughs> Despite... Yeah. Despite many successes, Bertha was arrested and jailed numerous times over the course of her criminal career, mainly because she was pretty distinctive, I would think. Well, I mean, you know, uh, those four moles stand out. Well, never mind the fact that you she think looks. It's the four moles. That's yeah. what gives her away. You know it's what? It's the four moles. That you remember gives the girl away. that ate the blueberry gum in Charlie and the Chocolate <laughs> Factory? <laughs> That's what this reminds me of. Uh, she was arrested in September 1880 for conning a sleeping car conductor she had met while on a train from Chicago. She told does that him, mean that he was a he was he just always slept, or he was in charge of the I, sleeping? I think car. he was in charge of the sleeping okay. cars. She told him he had that she. I had thought a, he was sleeping while he was conducting. Which well, that would seems, suck. It seems a little bit dangerous. Yeah, uh, Bertha told him she had a large estate she wanted him to manage, and he quit his job on her promise to hire him. Bertha then told him she needed to borrow money to obtain the sum that was due to her from to her from her agent and furthered the deception by taking him to a large house she claimed to own as evidence of her wealth. Yeah, you see uh, you see that bridge there? That's mine. I own that. Yeah. That big gold. That thing right there, yeah. yeah. Um I guess that was before it was built, but whatever. Whatever. I gotcha. Bertha was soon arrested again in London, Ontario, on February 8, 1881, charged with swindling several hundred dollars from a Montreal businessman. Ah! (laughs) Colonel just saw a picture of Big Bertha. (laughs) She stood trial in 1881 for stealing $250 and two gold watches from an elderly woman she boarded with in Staten Island, but she was acquitted. I'm sure she was innocent. (laughs) It was a misunderstanding, I'm sure. Bertha, right. They had the wrong person. (laughs) They had the wrong Bertha. Bertha was arrested again while leaving the court, this time for conning two New York City (laughs) businessmen out of a total of $1,460. During the trial. Yeah. She was convicted on one of the... You know what? Can you just see that little thing waddling up to you going, Hey. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, you know, just like that too. And it's just, low voice, and then you know, Colonel, right? It'll be swing. <laughs> oh, you know, oh, you'd see because when you see a woman hey, like honey. that, <laughs> oh, you, oh, hey, you see, uh, huge ass knockers How coming you at you. I, I see a little cigarette hanging outside yeah. of her mouth. Oh, you're, hey, sweetheart, you already know. <laughs> Shoes that don't quite fit because her feet are spilling over <laughs> well, the sides. And you like some of this. <laughs> She's stepping on the back of them. The heels all crushed. The, the back's all crushed. Oh, uh, yeah. Down. It's just too big. When the feet are too big for the shoe, man, that's it. You know what I mean? Oh, you ever see it where the, there's rough. like overflow, feet overflow? Yeah. Feet muffins. Yeah. <laughs> Our feet muffins. Uh, let's see. Okay, so she got convicted on one of those indictments and was sentenced on October 29th, 1881 to two years in prison. While serving time in prison on Blackwell's Island, she, she managed... She was a matronly woman. 
She managed to befriend a man and con him out of his life saving life savings of nine hundred dollars. Well, boy, man, the guys are just putty in her hands. In two thousand seventeen, that would be twenty three thousand seven hundred dollars. As part of a scam on her own attorney, she once claimed to be worth twenty million dollars. She also defrauded a Wall Street broker who she had convinced she was worth $8 million with forged securities. For this crime, she was again convicted in the Court of General Sessions on October 22, 1883, and sentenced to five years in prison. So she was a woman of questionable character, would you say? I, there's a lot of questions with Bertha. I didn't hear a sleep on nobody to get a better grade, but go ahead. Knock a buzzer. <laughs> Knock a buzzer off the gut wagon, yeah. that woman would. Uh, with her prison stint complete... Big Bertha arrived in San Francisco in the late 1880s, posing as a wealthy Jewish widow searching for a good man to take care of her money, which she described as being far more than she could count. Fiddle dee dee. Uh, in February of 1888, Bertha Stanley uh, okay, visited Dr. Messing, chief rabbi of the Beth Israel Congregation. She was using a pseudonym, I think. I think so. She t- I think it's called an alias when you're, you well, know, yeah. a criminal. Yeah. All right. An alias. Uh, A.K.A. Yeah. A.K.A. <laughs> she told the rabbi that she had inherited $300,000, that's $6 million in today's money, from her husband, who was a Christian. Uh, but she wanted her next marriage to be with someone of her original faith, Judaism. Bertha offered $1,000 to the person who would find her a thoroughly acceptable Jewish husband. She visited Dr. Messing frequently and met Messing's brother-in-law, Abraham Grun, a wealthy businessman. You know, yeah. here's the thing. <laughs> I'd tap him for $6 well, million. Dollars, yeah, but here's, okay? but here's, I'd tap that. No, no, no. Here's the thing, though. You know, I'm not, I'm not homely. I mean, I do okay. You're very pretty. You're, you're not a hideous woman. I'm no. not hideous. I don't yeah. make you want to throw up you know, in the back of your throat or anything yeah, right. like that. But, you know, there was a time when it was, you know, there was some dry spells in there. Where not, you know, I didn't have dates and I didn't go out very much. And I, have, I had a kid, but still, you know, there's some dry spells. This bitch is getting laid six ways to Sunday. And this guy, Grun, fell madly in love with Bertha and proposed marriage within a few days. I think, I'm what thinking the fuck that, is she putting out into the world? Well, first well, of all, she, th- she thinks she's got $20 million. Second of all, Could second, be she swallows. But I there think, were many others to follow. But, you know, I think probably there wasn't a whole lot of female company around back in those days. That's, 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 that's a whole lot of female company right female, there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the, she has a lot going on there. So just, just to get back to what you were saying, Devil, tell us – what did you did do during the dry spells? Don't worry about that. Don't be weird. I mean the dry spells. I mean, don't be did weird. You, was you Look, celibate? Was you yes? Yeah. Don't were be, your showers longer than no. they normally was? No. Did you, and don't is be that weird. When you bought the new shower no. head. Don't be weird. <laughs> I'm just saying, this chick who you know I've seen a picture of her. Handsome is not a word that you would use to describe her. I mean, she's five foot four and three hundred and fifty <laughs> pounds. She basically had she been born today, she'd be rolling around on a scooter. <laughs> She actually, Timmy showed me that picture, and uh, my pecker tried to crawl back Stopped into the tank. Stopped your heart, didn't it? She's hideous. <laughs> well, she wasn't the most attractive woman in the world, but, <laughs> but apparently the people, is, guys like but her. What you said was they felt, Groon fell madly in love well, with her. She was, maybe she has a wonderful personality. <laughs> so judgmental. You know, I think that as we go along, you'll find out she doesn't. Yeah, well, anyway. 
So soon Bertha had charmed her way into the top social class of Beth Israel, giving a check for $1,000 to the congregation and hinting, hinting at much more to come. She was the guest of honor at numerous soirees and managed to acquire an extensive wardrobe. I've never been to a soiree. Including jewelry, either as gifts or on credit. I wonder who had to make that fucking dress. <laughs> it's a lot of material. Georgia Tenton Awning. <laughs> P.T. Barnum. Right. <laughs> P.T. Barnum's clothing line. I know. And, you know, yeah. And the thing. And it's poor Bertha. You know, if you're going to be okay, but if you're going to be, if she you're going to look I mean, like she, that, you need to have like a stellar personality, well, not just this little fake she, one that she puts she on. She had a lot of self confidence, apparently. Uh, so Bertha told. Groom, and by the way, the guys back in those days weren't the you know weren't the most hygienic men in the world. You know, I, they didn't use axe or whatever. Well, no, thank God. Uh, she was the guest of honor, you know, she got, okay, so Bertha told Grun that her family back east was opposed to the marriage, and so Grun gave her $500 as a way of softening their resistance. Ah, well, that'll work. Why don't you just give her a goat and a bag of gold? <laughs> uh, then Bertha departed to Los Angeles, pausing only to pawn the most, the more expensive jewels. When Bertha's check bounced, hmm, the money she gave to the Jewish yeah, clearly. foundation. Grun became suspicious and visited Isaiah Lee's, San Francisco's captain how, of detectives. I wonder how long it would take for a check to clear back in those days. Dude, you know that took forever. <laughs> she probably had a good month, month and a half before she had to worry about that. Probably. So, uh, let's see. So, she goes to visit the captain of detectives. Upon hearing Bertha's description, now, yeah. uh, Lee reached for a book, turned to photograph number 122, and showed it to Grun. Is this the woman? He inquired. A shot. Grun nodded his assent. The book was Professional Criminals of America by Thomas <laughs> F. Burns. She made the who's who. Yeah. She really did. It was the internet uh, of their day. It was the New York. This was the New York City's chief of detectives. The book read, or the description read, uh, Bertha Hyman, alias Big Bertha, confidence queen. Clearly. Mm. Written oh, in Oh, Big Bertha. Bam, ba, lam. Yeah. Oh, Big Bertha. Bam, Bam ba, lam. Lam. Yeah. Bertha, Big Bertha had a child. Bam, Bam ba, lam. Damn thing gone wild. Bam, Bam ba, lam. lam. Okay. Okay. That was enough of that nonsense. <laughs> Written, in 18, the story. Written in 1886, the book detailed her many swindles and noted that she was currently incarcerated. Eh, not really. Her sentence will expire well, was, in April of 1887. It's probably hard to keep those things up to date. Well, probably. <laughs> I'm they just surprised look, they, they had, had telegraphs, okay? Yeah, I'm wondering. It's surprising they, she made a, uh, let's see. a list. She had the reputation of being one of the smartest, confident women in America, mm. Burns wrote admiringly. She possesses a wonderful knowledge of human nature and can deceive those who consider themselves particularly shrewd in business matters. A warrant for Bertha's arrest was issued. She'd fled to L.A., but she was captured in Texas. <laughs> She's trying to pass herself off as a cowgirl. <laughs> Or a cow. Maybe. How'd you like to be that poor fucking Maybe old? she was trying out for the <laughs> Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Maybe. Maybe. You ever seen those broken down horses all saggy in the middle? Can you imagine her boots with the spurs <laughs> on the back? No. All right. With calm confidence, Bertha was the picture of outraged innocence and soon became a press favorite. Local theater owner Ned Foster saw an opportunity and launched Bertha into a theatrical career after bailing her out of jail. Because she has a face for theater. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, she's more than just a pretty face. Yeah, well, I hope. 
her victim felt inclined to brave the torrent of publicity that would result from prosecution. She was released on nominal bail, and the cases against her dropped. Yeah, it sounds like the guy was embarrassed. Well, sure. I'm sure a lot of uh, cases like that happen where the person is calm, but they're too embarrassed to file charges. Or... Foster booked Bertha into Woodward's Garden Theater, and 18,000 people streamed in to see her and hear her paint herself as the victim in her poem, The Confidence. So she's a poet. Yeah. She's the a... Confidence Queen was the name of her poem. That's nice. So she had people f- feeling bad for her. Uh, clearly. She, well, and she, she read was, poetry and she sing and recite poetry. Well, I don't know yet what else she does. Okay. I just have, well. as far as I've gotten, she's, she's a poet. Yeah. The theater that hired Bertha and put her on display in an empty storefront on Market Street as Big Bertha, the queen of confidence woman, women. Oh, the queen of the confidence women and admission 10 cents. Oh. So it only costs ten cents to get inside Bertha. I don't. You know what? I don't think you want to throw. Uh, I wouldn't want to throw rotten fruit at Bertha. I'm afraid it. I wouldn't she... throw a dime at Bertha. Fruit might b- jump out, bounce off. Right. Bertha's act consisted of a long confession of awful crimes that she may have committed, followed by an off-key rendition of a flower from my mother, my angel mother's grave. <laughs> Oh, that old favorite. Tugging at the heartstrings. Sure. <laughs> this went over so well that she took her act to the Bella Union. So basically she's getting paid. Her performance is talking about her de- dead relatives, like, uh, you know, right. somebody we might know. Right. Well, she's making, she's she's exploiting the memory of her dead relatives? I know. Can right. you believe that it? Seems, oh, that seems unseemly. cold and calculating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unseemly. I like that word, unseemly. There you go. This went over so well that she took her act to Bella Union and turned it into a comedic song and dance review, which soon became the toast of the town. So now Big Bertha is dancing. Well, <laughs> yeah. Big Bertha has found her, found, found her calling, it sounds like. She's dancing. I don't know about all that. She had made herself into a local celebrity through guts and determination. Guts. <laughs> other, other than her stage presence and sense of humor, she had virtually no talent for singing or dancing, <laughs> but people loved her anyway. I would think that it's would be like a Chuck. It's a lot like Chuck. <laughs> the theater, virtually no talent. <laughs> the theater owner, Ned Foster, had a brilliant idea to team up San Francisco's most famous oddballs. Ned Foster would introduce to San Francisco theatergoers the team of Big Bertha and Oofty Goofty, the wild man of Borneo. Oofty took a liking to Bertha right away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got, he got wood for uh, Bertha. He, <laughs> he got he, big, big Bertha wood. He likes big butts and he cannot lie. <laughs> he bought her flowers and would often write her lengthy love poems. Aww. Not concerned about her appearance, he would tell friends, Boys, <laughs> oh, this, <laughs> this guy, this guy, he <laughs> is... is, is smooth? He is a smooth, smooth motherfucker. Smooth Boys, operator. she has some grossly features. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how you get a woman's face. Well, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It gets better. It's about the ugliest woman I've ever seen. Wait a minute. You got, I got to finish this because this is good. Okay. Boys, she has some grossly features and she's not much to look at. And it's true. She weigh more than half a small oh, – I'm sorry. She weigh more than a small calf. But boy, does she get my heart a beating. <laughs> it's called cholesterol. Okay? Might want to cut down on the caffeine. <laughs> yeah. You simmer down over there, goofy. Yeah. 
Although Bertha enjoyed the attention, she did not share the same feelings about Oofty. Oh. Telling a friend, telling a, well, this is a pot that calling the kettle black. black. She told bitch. a friend, the man is one of the oddest looking creatures I've ever seen, and he smells a right bit gamey most of the time. Let <laughs> <laughs> me tell you what. I'm telling you, he should have put in a little high karate or something. That well, would have come in handy. Look, <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm betting. That Bertha is not walking around <laughs> yeah. smelling like a rose all the time either. I bet she's... You know, you know back in the day, they probably took a bath like once a month. I'm betting that she smells like a drive-by Long John Silver's. <laughs> oh, God. She you got cats all over town following her. <laughs> what do you think about getting... She's getting under her uh, skirt. Oh, don't even get... Oh. Long John Silver's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Oofty like the Fulton Fish Market. Oofty would stand in the moonlight and recite love poems and sonnets below Big Bertha's apartment. Uh, let's see, above the Bella Union Theater, where Bertha was a star. I can't get my husband to take out the fucking trash. <laughs> and this, well, maybe you ain't. And this hefty bitch. And this hefty bitch here has got her. yeah. He's has got people singing outside her window and whatever else. You ever serenade somebody to me? Uh, no. Have you? <laughs> you know Chuck has. <laughs> well, I had to, I, oh, yeah, you serenade people. You serenade our listeners. Hell, yeah. Well, holy. Yeah, well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll, for the love I'll of I'll stand under the... I'll I got a text. Under, I was just sharing I'll stand a under somebody's yeah. window and sing all day. Well, let me tell you what. You don't want to stand under Bertha's window. (laughs) On most nights, Bertha would just ignore Oofty's serenading, but on more than one occasion, she became so annoyed that she tossed the waste from her chamber pot out her window, drenching Oofty with her urine and feces. (laughs) Oh, man. Which could have been his thing, you don't know. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe that that might have that might have uh, you know that might have closed the deal. Some guys like that. I know. Kurt, have you ever been peed on? I have not been uh, urinated on, Timmy. I I I I can't say, really say that. We was at a mother. Well, I can't say that. 
We was at a Mother's Day thing uh-huh. one year, uh, and uh, this God. dog was supposed to be so unfriendly, and people was like, you know, be careful, uh-huh. be careful. This dog just fell in love with Renee, just love Renee. Mm-hmm. Come like, over, pets, he liked her leg, didn't, uh, didn't he? walked over. She was. He nuzzled her, mm-hmm. lifted his leg, and pissed right on her feet. <laughs> that seems. I wrong. guess he was claiming her for his He's own. Claiming. I don't know, but the bitch is his. <laughs> yeah. I, I've never experienced that, but I did experience once the uh, phenomenon known as uh, squirting, Colonel. Oh, yeah. yeah. What about have, it? Have you ever experienced that? Huh? Have you no, ever? I have not. I, I, that's, you know, statistically, you would have thought I would, but I haven't. Yeah, it's only like 10%, I think. 10%. Bit, it's yeah. like being left-handed. Yeah. But I've slept with some left-handed Are women. we done with this? Yes. All Continue, right. Brandon. They also staged boxing matches between Big Bertha and Oofty Goofty, mm-hmm. during which she would invariably knock him out. Yeah, so they put in a little comedy show, it sounded like. I don't know. She fucking decked him. <laughs> it was during these boxing matches that Oofty took a liking to Big Bertha, and his feelings were not reciprocated by Bertha oh, whatsoever. That's, that's tainted love. I mean, you know, that's... However... How'd you like to be in love with that taint, Timmy? <laughs> There you That's go. a big fucking thing, dude. However, <laughs> their greatest triumph on stage was I mean, achieved. Her, you think she has a? You think that she had a tramp stamp? <laughs> That's a lot of ink. Man. That's a lot of <laughs> shit. Shit. Good you paint Lord. that some bitch on. <laughs> uh, their greatest triumph on stage was achieved in Shakespeare in a Shakespeare spoof dubbed dubbed Borneo and Juliet. Oh, I see what they did. The bitch was Juliet. The bitch was Juliet. The management at the Bella Union, seeing the natural chemistry between San Francisco's biggest female and male stars, decided to cast Oofty and Bertha as the leads in Shakespeare's play. Though the Bella Union version of Romeo and Juliet pretty much stuck to the original script, a few minor revisions in stage directions were necessary. Because... You know, she's big Bertha. Bertha was so heavy, she couldn't possibly be hoisted to the balcony. <laughs> it would have to be a hoist, too, uh, which wouldn't have supported her even if she got up there. So, I was just thinking, how'd you like to be the stage crew for that? And say, hey, you, you no. build the balcony to big Juliet's. How would you like to be the costume manager for that crazy <laughs> shit? Yeah, that wouldn't be funny. So, Oofty, they got Oofty up there, and he howled out Romeo's lines from the balcony while Bertha played Juliet from the ground. Yeah, it's kind of a real role reversal there. Yeah, oofty goofty. You think, unable. She, you think she was into pegging, girl? <laughs> I know she wasn't. I know she wasn't going to be doing any Peter Pan shit. <laughs> no, it bring down the ceiling. <laughs> uh, have a crane. Oofty goofty started, started a fire. If in a the crane could have lifted her, they'd have got her up to the fucking Bobby loft. <laughs> yeah. Oofty goofty, unable to shed his typecast persona. Romeo, Romeo, where's your fire out there, Romeo? <laughs> Dude, you sound like the little kid from The Shining. Shush. Uh, let's see. She probably did have that real coarse, you know. Like, I, that's what I said. Yeah. Uh, How you doing, sweetie? Oofty goofty, oofty goofty. Yeah, they she were, shouted out when they, they were. They were a fucking pair. Uh, let's see. So he played Romeo as the wild man of Borneo. In one scene, Oofty would take a run and jump into Big Bertha's arms and kiss her. Uh, on most nights, this would knock both actors over to the enjoyment of the crowd. 
That's quite a show there. I think I'd just pay, keep on rolling. <laughs> I think I'd pay 10 cents to see that. I'd pay 10 cents to see that. Bertha emerged from each performance covered with bruises from head to toe. Oh, this, she was into that. This was probably the most popular production ever staged, but within a week, the theater owner was compelled. Well, I mean, it beats the hell of Les Miserables. <laughs> well, <laughs> but the theater owner was compelled Certainly to better than off cat, the board <laughs> because Big Bertha complained that as a lover, Oofty Goofty was entirely too rough. Oh, what? So what she, the fuck does that have to do with him? He's a so, rough lover? So she wanted someone a little bit more gentle. She needed a tender lover. (laughs) Okay. She didn't like the rough stuff. And plus he was, he smelled a little bit gamey. (laughs) A little bit gamey. He was doing the, he was doing the wild man of Borneo thing on. (laughs) Yeah. She's probably wondering why he's got tar on his balls. (laughs) Tiring of his constant inappropriate advances. She tired of his shit. Big Bertha and Oofty parted ways. Mm-hmm. It was said that Big Bertha was the only true love of Oofty's life, but at this point she flatly refused to act with him any longer. Soon thereafter, Big Bertha would star in another play, Mazeppa, in which she made her entrance strapped to the back of a donkey. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, <laughs> poor fucking donkey. Uh, uh, fuck. Yeah, I mean donkeys. I mean donkeys. Yeah. They're not that big. Yeah, no, you need to get you a camel or some yeah, shit. Donkeys probably like fuck that. Let put me some like... wheels on it. Some of those Healy yeah. shoes or whatever. Fuck this that. was also greeted with great acclaim until one night the donkey fell over the footlights. <laughs> Carrying Big Bertha Lemon. Oh, man. She crashed in the audience. <laughs> and nearly exterminated the orchestra. <laughs> there goes the horn section. During you know the- that donkey was kicking. That string section, man. They went scattered. During the didn't excitement. Even, didn't even see it coming. <laughs> Slow down, honey. <laughs> During the excitement, Big Bertha, scratched and angry. Well, that's got to be fucking scary. I think the donkey fell. Right. Crawled out from beneath. Crawled out from beneath the brain donkey. (laughs) And in language, which she had doubtless learned during her career as an adventuress, indicated that she would never play the role of Mazeppa again. I will not work with that donkey again. Thereafter, she was confined, she confined her stage work to singing with an occasional dance. Sure. Got to give the public what they want. A little soft shoe. A little bit. Uh, And appeared in various melodramas until 1895. It wasn't long before Big Bertha would try to scam the theater owner, Ned Foster. One day, Bertha confided in her manager that her suitcase had a false bottom it contained $10,000 in Canadian bonds and thousands of dollars in jewelry. She asked him to handle the sale for her. While they negotiated, negotiated over the next few days, Bertha borrowed small sums of money from Foster. He agreed to pay her 1600 for the trunk, but before doing so, he snuck into her room and discovered that the false bottom was a fake. Now, why would you? Why would you pay someone before you'd seen anything? Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, and they're telling you, "I've got this much money in it, <laughs> but I'm going to sell it to you for a third of that." But didn't he already know? When, yeah, when he, okay, she well, was a confidence anyway. queen. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Bertha was arrested and sent to prison for three years. 
Ufti tried to visit her on several occasions, but each time Bertha refused his visits, telling her guards, I would rather stay in my cell and talk to the rats than visit with that varmint. <laughs> so it didn't sound like she, she cared too much for Ufti. She, no, she, she did really, not care very much for she, Ufti. She threw poop on him. <laughs> and she, urine. And urine. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, when you're dumping your chamber pot on a man, that's yeah. not a... Yeah, it's, I believe she wasn't giving Ufti mixed signals. And no, no means no. <laughs> yeah. No does mean no. And when she puts that chubby little hand up, you better start listening. Oh, and you know, and, and you know, not to be too graphic here. Oh, well. <clears throat> but, you know, I imagine Bertha had a hefty appetite. I I imagine she did, yeah, and I, I mean, imagine you what, take her out to Applebee's. It's going to set you back thirty or forty bucks. There you go, Applebee's. You know, what <laughs> What I'm thinking is, when large quantities enter your body, there's large quantities out. Yeah, large well, in, right, large right, out. Right. I, you got to take you got to so, take her to Taco Bell because you know. Thirty or forty dollars there would at least fill her well, up. The last thing you want to do is take her to a Chinese place. Oh, <laughs> well, they'll kick you right out. Well, I mean, she'll be hungry again in twenty minutes. Right. I'm just saying she was throwing some logs at Ufti. <laughs> you know those weren't no dainty little things. And you know that, it had to be embarrassing sitting under a window serenading the woman you love and she dumps a bucket seemed, of urine. It didn't seem you. to deter him. <laughs> no? Well, you know, I like his I, I, I like his gumption. His can-do spirit. Yeah, yeah. Like he, his, he's very uh, determined, young mm-hmm. man. Oofty goofty. Well, meanwhile now, Oofty being rejected by the woman he loved continued to find ways, although odd, to make money. Okay. A man once offered him $20 to push a wheelbarrow from San Francisco to New York City, a trip of more than 3,000 miles. That seems like a... Why the (laughs) fuck? Just to do it? Like... I mean, you got to go across the Rocky Mountains, the Appalachian <laughs> I mean, Mountains, Mississippi yeah. River. It, se- it seems like a lot for 20 bucks, but... Well, eager to make a few bucks... Oofdy eagerly accepted this challenge. Not surprisingly, his effort <laughs> He didn't even make it out of the state, did he? After 40 miles. <laughs> yeah. When he was knocked over in the darkness, landing headfirst in a creek or requiring several stitches. He said, fuck now, this. He yeah. tried to make it on as a singer on well, his own. Just think how many steps you'd get in. You would get in a shitload well, why of didn't steps. You, why couldn't he just go on for like a month and then come back and say, hey, you owe me the $20? Yeah, you're Well, that's the thing. Is somebody going to pay him when he gets to New York? <laughs> yeah. Or does he have to make the trek <laughs> yeah. all the way back to yeah, get his Do money? I get half I down? I think it was well thought through. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that contract. <laughs> well, Ufti tried to make it as a singer on his own, but had little success. He was just not the same performer without his beloved Bertha at his side. Well, and her ass. That, that was his muse. He secured a spot at the local <laughs> beer hall. Muse. But after just one song and dance, he was flung into the street. <laughs> <laughs> they tossed Poor him goofy. out on his ass. <laughs> yeah. goofy. Now, despite being kicked ferociously. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, that's a tough crowd back in those days. Man. Right. And they just didn't leave you bad iTunes reviews. <laughs> Poor Oofy. Yeah, but they're giving Bertha rave reviews, and that bitch can't even stay on her donkey. Yeah, she's got big knockers, though. He was kicked ferociously and landing heavily upon the cobblestone sidewalk. He discovered he felt no physical pain. Oh. He slammed onto the pavement with enough force to crush the spine of an ordinary mortal. Oh. 
Staggering to his feet and brushing himself off, he made a remarkable discovery. He felt no pain. Look, but just because you don't feel the pain <laughs> doesn't, mean, doesn't mean it ain't there. Doesn't mean shit well, ain't getting broken. You know, yeah. His heart was already broken, so I guess he, oh, he could yeah. endure. So it's a, this is really a love story <laughs> it really that is. you've given us. It's really it's Valentine's Day. Well, just to make sure, he entered the nearest saloon and offered to let its nastiest-looking denizen punch him for a nickel. Still, he Seems felt low. no pain. Seems low. Not a bit uh, of pain. All those kidneys are bruised now. <laughs> Soon, Oofty was earning a good living with his expanded repertoire. For a nickel, you could slug him. For a dime, you could kick his ear with all your might. And for a quarter, you could slam him in the butt with a baseball bat. I'll slam good. him in the butt with a baseball yeah. bat. Yeah, not ram him in the butt with a baseball bat. Slam him. Well, no. 50 cents. Yeah, that cost that guy. He feel no pain. <laughs> yeah, that guy, he didn't. You know, Bertha would be doing a reverse cowgirl on him. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> Well, you wouldn't want her to see her face during the whole thing, would you? <laughs> I don't know. You wouldn't want to be looking at that ass. <laughs> you could show, well, you know, that but, ass. But think of it this that way. You could show, it'd be swallow me, swallow me whole. But you could show a movie on her back. <laughs> now, what might have otherwise been a humiliating, painful, painful experience actually worked in Ufti's favor. It showed him the direction in which his career should turn. Jesus. For the next several I, years. That's a good career, man. <laughs> people hit you in the ass with your uh, the baseball bat. Well, at Obamacare, you can get insurance. <laughs> well, for I the next several years. Prior to Obamacare. Several years, Whatever. he exploited this newfound talent by touring the city and allowing himself to be kicked and battered by all who choose to pay a price. His phone is on. I apologize. God damn it, you got that uh-huh. burner out again, you son of a bitch. Yep. Timmy got the burner phone out. I know he does, and it's not fucking Now, started. if that would have been me or you, oh, yeah. there'd have been a goddamn general strike going on around here. Oh, yeah, he'd have he'd shut have, the podcast down. Okay, She's that's a whore. worth having the burner phone. <laughs> She's not a whore. She's whore. Oh, lady. I think that's the very definition Timmy. of what she is. <laughs> She's got a Marilyn Monroe tattoo that's on her thigh. That's the very definition of what she is. Okay, just so our listeners can keep up. Timmy got two phones. He got a burner phone for we don't girls. Know why. He doesn't... <laughs> His phone's going off. He's I like, he's I'm like, like I don't a... know how to turn it off. He's like a damn whore in church, <laughs> wiggling around. It's sad, really. <laughs> but if one of us would have done that, sweet the Jesus, would have stopped. She's an attractive young lady. Yeah, and he's getting pictures of girls over here. Horse. <laughs> She's a, we don't know that. She's I do a, know it. I saw a, it. She's got a Marilyn Monroe uh, tattoo on her thigh. I bet she does. You know why? Because she's a whore. <laughs> I'm sure she's a fine young lady that I'm going to get to know her at It's Valentine's Day. She's we're, we're wondering where the fuck this phone ringing's coming from because we all got our phones on the table. Timmy dicking around in his pocket. I don't know how to turn this burner off. You've been trying to hide the burner from us, Timmy. No, shame, I was trying, shame, no, shame, I was trying to turn bitch. it off. I don't know how to do it. Excuse me. Anyway. That's back, sad. Back to oofty goofy. That right? makes me sad. I apologize. I don't she's think you attractive. do apologize. She's cute. No. You told me you was Honey, giving... she's a whore. <laughs> no, she's not. She <laughs> is. Sure please don't. Please don't do that. Please let's not insult my intelligence. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sure she's a very nice young lady who just would like to meet someone older and more mature than <laughs> she's normally used to. But weren't you? Didn't you tell us the other day he was giving up? Last week yeah. he was giving up to burn up. Giving up everything. I'm giving not, it all up. I'm sorry. So a, you're a liar, and b, you're lying for a whore. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Well, you need she's an not a whore, but uh, Let me well, see she will be because you're going to buy her dinner and everything before she's a whore. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take one more gander at her to see if you she's want, a whore. Okay, well, I'll you know she it. is. Let's stop. Here is her some more former attire. Holy is shit! It formal? Well, she, well, yeah, you like she thirty eight pictures. Yeah, she sent him nudies, but she's not a whore. She's oh, not, she's just oh, going no, through her closet. She's a lovely young lady. Thank she let you. Le- yeah, yeah. Very. If she was waiting on me at the bar, I'd be happy. Yeah, she's very she attractive. Like somebody I'd... First of all, the two of you are ridiculous. She's a she's a whore. <laughs> she's she really is. Don't be so judgmental on this young lady. She, oh, I am judging. Six ways to Sunday, I'm judging. And let me also establish that most of the time when I judge, I am correct. My ruling is final. I need to check and see what her name I'm is. I'm like I'm like fucking Judge Judy. There you go. She told me. I'm fucking Judge Judy. Judge Judy. <laughs> yeah. My ruling is final. She's a whore. I, I don't know what you're you gonna. To you won't even have to take her to fucking Applebee's. That's too no, fancy. No, she looks like a frisky salad. She's bar a kind of, girl. kind of gal. You know what? I don't think she ever told me your name. <laughs> she doesn't need to. He's does got she, sweetie? Pictures of it. Well, he's got five hundred bucks in his pocket. So what the hell? Very attractive young lady. I'm She's a, quite attractive young lady. I'm kind of, kind of too, a little bit too far along in a relationship for me to ask her a name. Ask her how she spells her name. How do you spell your name? I, You're too far along in the relationship. R Y A N. Yeah. Please continue. H O R E. The W silent. <laughs> No, no, it's one. Of the, the Q is silent. Yeah. You know she's got one of those crazy names. Oh, yeah. well, no. We, we may have dinner. No, wait a minute. She's not. No, her real name is Lisa. <laughs> yeah. Her stage name is Mystique. The Z is silent. Mystique star. Yeah. The Z is silent. You guys besmirching this young lady. Oh, I'm name. besmirching the hell out of her. It's a very attractive young lady. Those are her boobies. What? She's very attractive. Where's her boobies? So right anyway. There. No, she hasn't sent me nudes. Okay, well, tell her to speed it up, then. <laughs> well, you can't really ask her. He doesn't know her name. Yeah, I just asked her the name. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was your name again? Oh, fuck. I hope she doesn't fucking answer you back. Oh. Okay, so Uzi. Slutty McSlut Face. That's her name. Meanwhile, Hugh Hefnova here is going to The mayor of Horville. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, get, you I get a feeling that she's. Loopy. I get a feeling that her she's behind on her electric bill or something. <laughs> you should get that feeling. I should. I feel she's going to tell me that soon. <laughs> she's going to have to pay her cell phone bill, or it's her birthday. Quote in there. Yeah, yeah. You have to if pay you her cell phone bill. Yeah, here's my address. Here's my. Uh, pay that was it, that was inky. Yeah. So anyway, it Jesus showed him. Christ. Now Oofty knows where to turn. He's got a crew. Oofty has found his in-demand skill. Yeah, he's getting the beat, shit beat out of him. For the next several years, he exploited this newfound talent. By, by the way, her the name city. is Chrissy. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-Y. And of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> she she texting you on okay. the burner phone, too. Okay. <laughs> and, hi, Chrissy, I'm Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. 
<laughs> so, yeah, you are. For the next several years, he's going around the city allowing himself to be kicked and battered by all those who chose to pay a price, depending on the degree of brutality they each wanted to inflict. For 10 cents, you could kick him as hard as he pleased, as hard as you pleased. For a quarter, he would take a beating with a walking stick. Mm. That sounds probably like that girl Timmy's over there getting text from. Jesus Christ. For 50 cents, Oofty Goofty would become the willing recipient of a blow with a baseball bat. Oh, she likes older men. Of course she does. <laughs> oh, are you older and established, like with a job and benefits and everything? Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys are very judgmental. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You have a job? Oh my God! Tell me about it. Really? She may be a future. relationship Wait, with this. Is she guy. working she her way through me school? A full blown nude. And as soon as she said, "I like old men," my she's like working. She's working her way through nursing school. Yeah. You're, I'm sure. For, for those for those younger ladies who are listening, there's no greater boner killer than the two words "old man." <laughs> like. Oh, he's a good-looking guy for an old man. <laughs> it's like saying somebody grandpa used to be hot back in the day. Mm-hmm. It just it it ain't the same. <laughs> Another boner killer is uh... <laughs> I got chlamydia. <laughs> That's a boner killer. <laughs> Can I have three hundred fifty bucks? That's it. Yeah. There it is. That's a turn off. Yeah, but it's, you know what's coming. Do you, do you have a Western Union account? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's your what's your pin number? Wait a minute. What's your first pet's name? Yeah. There it is. Yeah. What's your mom's maiden what's your name? Mom's maiden name. Really? Oh my god. Me too. Now, for fifty cents, fifty cents, you could beat Oofy Loofy with a baseball bat, which he always cared. Hit me with a bat for four bits, gents. That's what he used to say. Only four, four bits, bits to hit me with this bat, gents. Four bits, bitch. He was knocked off his feet more times than he could remember, but he continued to follow this peculiar vocation. What a It was only when, in 1891, heavyweight boxer John Sullivan struck Oh, John, Sol- John L. Sullivan, the heavyweight John- champion of the world. The last the champion of the world. The, the last bare-knuckle bare, champion. Bare-knuckle boxer, yeah. He uh, hit him with a billiard cue. A what? Billiard cue. Cool. And a bill- fractured a billiard cool. three vertebrae. <laughs> Well, yeah, because he could still get fucking hurt. Yeah, well, then that's when Oofy called it a day. Retired. Yeah. <laughs> the blow from Sullivan caused Oofy to walk with a limp for the rest of his life, and he was no longer immune to pain. Well, that 50 cents wasn't worth it, was it? <laughs> it the slightest touch. <laughs> Instead of shying away from the limelight, as some might, <laughs> after such a to-do... He performed as a human skittle in Woodward's Garden where Patriots could win a cigar if they hit him with a baseball. A human skittle? For $20, he even allowed himself to be shipped in a box to Sacramento as a joke gift for a young lady. A human skittle? Wait, wait, you're getting by that you're you're passing up the part where he's being shipped in a box. No, 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 I caught that. The air holes and all that kind of stuff. No, I got that. I just, a human Skittle. Well, he, the thing with Taste the Taste the rainbow is, kind of human Skittle. They left, him, like that. Un, you they left him upside no, no, I understand. down. Like milk cans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like milk like milk jars. Yeah. Like, they, you know. But in the box thing, they left him upside down in an unopened package in a warehouse over the weekend. <laughs> well, 
they clearly were not concerned with getting there and and overnight. But it was an ordeal that didn't seem to lessen his bravado. See, they should pay. They should paid a few more. You know, a few more dollars and got you know overnight shipping. They really should have upright shipping. Yeah. Although he later later admitted he was a uh, pretty well played out at the time. Ufti eventually moved to Texas, where his antics continued. There he traveled from one oil field to the next, where he would entertain drunken workers by racing to drink beer with a spoon and engaging in quail-eating contests, Yeah, which were all the rage at the time. You ever eat any quail, Colonel? Uh, no, I have not. Ufti had, was known to have eaten 30 fully-feathered quails in one upsetting. Fully just, feathered? Because you got to get your fiber. Um, having been been rejected by his one true love Ufti finally met a handsome woman named of course Philomena (laughs) Faulkner because if you can't get Bertha you want to go after Philomena you go after Philly Philomena Faulkner she was a dance hall girl and charged men 10 Mm. cents a dance I'll post her picture she's very handsome too she wasn't quite as heavy as uh, Bertha but she wasn't no looker Say. Just as handsome. Yeah. Now, although Ufti couldn't afford to dance with her, they hit it off and were eventually married. It's not known when Ufti died, but it was probably in the middle of 1890 since all mention of him and his annex seemed to stop by 1895. Well, he had quite the career. Now, whether or not the blow from Sullivan's pool cue sped up his demise isn't known, but then again, Ufti Goofti certainly had a lifetime of odd, dangerous, and strange behavior that could likewise have shortened his life considerably. Philomena. Faulkner went back to being a taxi dancer. What the fuck is that? Hold me closer, taxi dancer. <laughs> Hold me closer. Taxi dancer, someone who would Hold charge. Hold me closer, taxi dancer. Someone who would char- charge to be to men to have them dance with them. A taxi dancer? Yeah. They it seems be. like you get to ride them, too. No, no, no. You just get to dance with them for a dime or whatever. And in 1903, the poor Ought, woman. 1903. 1903. Yeah, of our Lord. The poor woman succumbed to this consumption. Oh. Philomena died of tuberculosis. Big Bertha moved to North Texas after being released from prison. (laughs) There's cattle ranches there. (laughs) There she decided to become an honest woman, opened a brothel, and died of scarlet fever in early 1907. There you go. So that's the story. Opening a brothel (laughs) is making her an honest woman. Well, you know. Compared to what she was doing before. That's the story of Oofty Goofty and Big Bertha. And we it's a thank, love story. Thank Chip uh, Mincy for that uh, suggestion. Thank and you, we Chip. thank Chrissy for uh, making this uh, 15 minutes longer than it could have been. <clears throat> yes, I will I will thank her later. Chrissy the... <clears throat> the tramp. No, she, seem, she seems like a very nice young sure, lady. Sure, she's a whore. And she, perhaps, we'll, we'll, perhaps we'll have a long-term relationship. You won't. <laughs> you, you won't. won't you aren't going to live whore. long enough to have a long-term relationship she, with anybody. She's a whore. And as soon as she finds out you ride the bus, she's, she's going to move on. She don't care. These were, this is what I don't get. They don't care. They well, no, don't no, no. care. No, 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 because I think he hides it a no, little bit no. at first. No, no, no. I think he hides it at first. Then I think, why and he rents, public transportation? You know, and no, this motherfucker the... over here is like Batman. I don't I know. know what it is. Batman he, had money. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Batman was This hot. motherfucker, look at him. Look at his phone. I have never, nary in my life had a woman send me a picture of her bosoms. 
this some bitch over here. He I know got daily. Him, he's got them cataloged by size. It's a flurry of titties. Nipple size, nipple color, whatever I ethnicity. I just I, I just don't know what it is with him. Like me, birth. It's a, it's a flurry of titties. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I, I, it's you a know, titty tornado. I thought on his out phone. of this whole thing. If nothing else, I'd have a good stalker. Nope. A decent stalker. Somebody to stalk me. You have one. This some bitch. But you do have one. (laughs) Well, this some bitch over here, he got women just throwing themselves. They're all a little bit damaged, though. A little bit. (laughs) Well, Well, that is. We all, Timmy. We all. (laughs) You know, but here's. That he who is without damage has the first stone. He who is without damage is not going to (laughs) date Timmy. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I'm just looking for love like everyone else. No, you're not. You are not finding love with Chrissy. I don't think it's love you're looking for, Timmy. She's got a Marilyn Monroe tattoo on her thigh. Of course she does. <laughs> that I'm sure the that I'm sure the eighty year old man before you paid for. Cause Timmy got the feeling he need sexual healing you know everyone hates it when you sing come on come on cindy lou likes it so i'm singing for her all right colonel Uh, all right uh, brandy your final thoughts on oofty goofty and (laughs) big bertha uh hayman it's sad hyman sad why is it sad well because (laughs) there's like nothing in this story sad Oofty was sad. Oofty goofty. Dude, if so, I let, if people could hit me with a baseball bat and it didn't bother me, I'd be a fucking legend in the West Side. You know, all you like, need to do is take I think like, you already are. All you need to do is take like, you know, like 10 Percocet or something. You wouldn't feel it. Well, the next day you would. It's sad. Poor little Oofty goofty. You know, he falls in love with this homely woman and she throws shit on him. <laughs> And then he makes a living having the shit beat out of him <laughs> because he can't feel it, which evidently equates to nothing's going on when you hit. I with think the ball his back. worst career move was uh, pushing that wheelbarrow. <laughs> yeah, that seemed like a poor. Well, he got forty miles, son of a bitch. Yeah. I wonder if it was forty miles out and forty miles back, or what. Uh, my my other question is. Why do you need a wheelbarrow? And you know they didn't have the, the inter, interstate highway system at the yeah. time, so that's a pretty rough. Trip. Why do you need your shit? Yeah, he was going down the, the country. Yeah, he All just right. didn't have anything going on at that time. Uh, Colonel, your final thoughts on Oofty Goofty, I just, the Wild Man of Borneo, and Big Bertha Heyman? You know, I just wish to me that I felt no pain because you know I felt pain. Mm-hmm. I have felt pain, Timmy. Your whole life. I felt it, it, it's made me stronger. It's like it's like I've been forged from the fires of hell or steel or whatever, Timmy. And it's made me stronger, but I felt pain. Oh God! But I it'd be good to not feel the pain. back of my throat. I'm going to talk to Chrissy. Continue, <laughs> Continue with your shout out. I'm Sterling. sure she has something, right. something just fascinating to tell you about yeah. the Powerpuff Girls uh, cartoon she just watched. Probably working on her GED right oh, now. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> she needs help spelling pneumonia. <laughs> How do you spell syphilis? How do you gonorrhea? How do you spell fake hip? She's an attractive young lady. I'll give her that. She's a bimbo. Yeah, well, what's wrong? Okay, I got I got shout outs to do here. Yes, please uh, shout out Um, special shout out special shout. I got a special shout out here for one of our. Well, I'm going to get to it, but one of us. She's very loyal, Karen Barnes. She's very funny. She's very loyal. She's always retweeting our stuff. Karen, we deeply, deeply appreciate that. Well, and-
And congratulations to Celine. She got a promotion at work. Yeah. Celine got a promotion at work. Ron but that's is supposed to be excited. on the down low, so hopefully our boss ain't listening. Well, that's true. I, I, Ron I think is we're excited. Probably, we're probably pretty safe that no one's listening Ron, to our job. Ron can now okay. be a kept man. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, Celine, congratulations to you. And then they're going on vacation this summer. We suggest uh, CrimeCon so we can meet you. Yeah. Okay, that's a good plan. <clears throat> Let's see. And, and another special let you thank hit you. With a baseball bat. I will let you hit me with a baseball bat. I do not mind. Can I? Not you. You lesbian soft. I will be player. attending with Chrissy. Spine. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be. Well, let's hope she can drive. <laughs> Please. Hopefully she got that ankle bracelet off. Right. She can go leave the stage. Well, maybe she, maybe her mom and dad will let her borrow the car and Please she can go with you. be nice. I am. She's a very nice young lady. You don't even know. That's <laughs> Chrissy. Oh, now, you know what? They're not going to fall into a relationship. Actually, I don't have a picture of her ankle. She might be wearing a unit. <laughs> <laughs> the most of Wait a minute. I see. He goes... Don't make fun of like you don't know her. What's Chrissy? <laughs> it's Chrissy. It's Chrissy. What the fuck are you going to do? You can, Colonel, is she attractive okay. or not? She's it's, very attractive. Chrissy she's with an eye. lovely. She's a very lovely girl. I, j- Would I, you deny that she's attractive? The only thing I want to know, uh, Timmy, is... I haven't is, seen her. Oh, well, here. I can you. tell you she's a bimbo. Does from what she, I've seen. Does she know your last name, and do you know her no, last name? No, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that's hideous. She's a butterface. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> Fuckers. Is she Colonel? I'd bang her. Yeah. That's she's not saying she's anything. Very, she's very cute. She's very cute. She's a butterface and she's she is like, not. And she I bet you she just dropped out of high school. <laughs> she's no, a beauty she, school dropout. She's a beauty school she's dropout. Twenty five years old. Oh, that's yeah. old for you. She's a liar. <laughs> she's cute. Let me see. She's let me a see. liar. Let me, let me check out. Oh. That's her fully dressed. She just <laughs> Well yeah, thank, thank you, you, you Timmy. <laughs> Wait a minute. She she's twenty five's ass. Okay, she's twenty five. Uh, I got to do the shout outs. Oh God. Okay, okay. Colonel Doom. God, now, what are you waiting on? I don't want to sully. Now let's make a clean break because I do not want to sully the lovely Tasha and Ophelia in the same two minutes that we mentioned Chrissy the whore. <laughs> so, she really needs um, to uh, clean her uh, bathroom uh, up a bit though. So, Ew, is there something in the back in the toilet? No, no, no. <laughs> no, but her sink, it looks like her sink it could uh, be cleaned. Wow. Miss Tasha and Ophelia. I'm not Thank going to, you. I'm not going to mention it. The that. last guy that she had do it dropped dead of old age. <laughs> she likes older men. She says they're more mature. Yeah. Well, you're getting ready to prove her wrong, aren't you? <laughs> why do you why why are you opposed to me being happy? I am opposed I, to you dating whores. Timmy, I just want you to find love. So. Thank you, Colonel. I'm opposed to you dating whores. I just she's am. A, she's not a whore. She is a whore. She's just a young lady. With a capital who, H. Who, well, likes, all, who we'll likes older men who can, you know, uh, benefit her financially. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a whore. And, and if Timmy's happy with a whore, she's who not are we to judge? I'm not saying she is. How do you I'm know? I'm just happy with a whore. She shoots you some... Shoot you some pictures. She's on Match.com. She can't be a whore. No, like, that's not true. <laughs> they don't have whores on there. Uh, <laughs> that's a legit site, isn't it, Colonel? I don't know. I just use Tinder. <laughs> and, <laughs> Tinder and She's Ashley Madison. Ashley Madison, <laughs> yeah. I haven't got a like yet on Tinder. So, okay, we got Miss Tasha and <laughs> So Ophelia. I guess the super like is out of the question <laughs> yeah. for you. And today we're going to jump. 
right to the colonel's crew. What the hell? Because you know what? I don't have a stalker. The best I can yes, do, you do. Is, is have people say, I'm on team colonel. That's the best First, I can a, do. First, A, you do have a stalker. And B, okay. just because somebody says they like you does not make them on your team. No, these are also I like you, and I'm not on your team. I would team. just like to say Chrissy and I are meeting for coffee <laughs> at Starbucks. <laughs> Is she allowed to drink coffee? <laughs> That'll stun her growth. <laughs> so, what time she got school tomorrow? You, yeah, <laughs> it's a school night. She needs to get back. A mature young lady, twenty-five years old. Uh, I bet you she's not. She's got a belly shirt. Okay, let me just get through this. My big birth had a belly shirt. I bet she did too. About <laughs> every shirt she had. I bet she had some sweet ass bras. Continue, Colonel, with the shout-outs of the Colonel's crew. Of the Colonel's crew. Ugh. Angie Ball, the lovely Angie Ball. You see her profile picture? She looks like one of those 1940 lovely. Hollywood movies. Yeah, she's very lovely. Um, of course, Sarah Spaghetti, who is a 70-30, you know, whatever. Lovely no, Jennifer no, Burdick. No, 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 you gummer. Fallon, you no, no, yes, no. Yes, it was. Sarah's the other way, 70-30. All right, well, whatever. Keep up with the don't, You don't have to discuss people's preferences. Sarah, <laughs> you sure he does because he's a dick. Sarah, really? we're glad you're listening. We love Sarah. Sarah's one of our favorites. So, uh, lovely Jennifer Burdick. And Karen Barnes, who deserves a special shout-out because she always retweets everything that we Yes, thank you, send. Karen. Oh, Chrissy needs um, a new phone. Oh, does she? <laughs> Janet Fitzgerald. Give her your burner. <laughs> Francis. Now, don't sully these women in talking about Chrissy. Francis There's Dalton. There's nothing wrong with Chrissy. She's a nice young lady. Poor. She's not a whore. She has not asked for a thing. Jessica a Williams. Amanda Bocci Ball. Jessica Williams from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Who's not a whore. Nope, Amanda, not no. a whore. We don't have Amanda, those not a whore. Side. Shannon, not a whore. Neither is Chrissy. She needs a new phone. Well, Tiffany Bell, the beautiful Tiffany can't. Bell. She, everyone needs a phone. She's a slut. Monica Diagostino. She, you got to mention she's attractive, though. Nope. She's cute as a butt. No, Scotty J, maybe a whore. <laughs> Angela Cobes, the lovely Radika Smith. <clears throat> Uh, the beautiful little Fallon, our mascot of our team. Hey, Fallon. Hello, Fallon. Seventy thirty, Fallon. Disgrace my whole team. Liz Keating. Um, the beautiful Jim Wicks. Jennifer, of course. Jennifer Siemens. And um, uh, her son Hunter and her mother Linda. No, Linda is not on Team Colonel. Right, She's on didn't. Team Devil, God damn it. Uh, she doesn't get introduced. Okay. All right. Mind you, just play with Chrissy over there for a while. All right. Chrissy wants to know if we can cam. <gasps> the, you can camp? Cam. Oh, cam. FaceTime. Like, no, that's For ridiculous. $1.99. Exactly. Exactly. We got the be- lovely, lovely. She, you rink. know, she may be a fucking... Uh, Physicist, for all you know. I don't think so. I don't know. I'm pretty not. sure she's not. Mm. The I lovely, lovely, lovely Rachel Marie Flynn. Um, two new additions, Maja Zanalko. Maja's been with us for a while, but... Um, she just you. declared last week oh, that she was team... Oh, I, I see what you're saying. And she's been with us for a while, though. Donna Whitmore-Hellman. Yes. So, that is... And... My my lovely counselor Nicola, mm-hmm. 
and my my nemesis and enemy and blood feudess, Ali and Charlie from the Insight Podcast. Ali and Charlie are good friends. Mm-hmm. Who we're in a blood feud with. No, we're not. Um, anyway, but it will end at CrimeCon. Okay, do, do the rest of your shout-outs. Let's roll. No, I don't. Are we getting in a fight? Come are, on. Are we fight? really doing this? Are we really? Are you really telling me to speed it up? Yes, please. Uh, because do. I've been trying to do these motherfuckers for 35 <laughs> minutes, and you interrupted me with the pictures of the, uh, 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 of the said devil. Whore. <laughs> yeah. She's not a whore. She's a nice, young, conservative-dressed young lady. That's not conservative dressed. <laughs> if I had a daughter leaving the house like that, oh, fuck no, you don't. Get your ass back here, girl. That's what I... <laughs> Anyway, anyway, Colonel, please continue with Shadow. She's very fine, okay. young lady. Don't You're going to get something just by touching your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Deborah Chappelle, Danielle Jones, Brittany Martin. She may be a listener to this podcast. Please show some respect. I doubt it. She can't spell podcast. <laughs> You're going to get gonorrhea through your phone. Yeah, her internet been cut off. Yeah. Margot Donahue, Jamie Metcalf. Meg Vansell, Allison Schneider, Sarah Taylor, Ramona How- Ramoni Danger Howard, Neaton Sill, Amber Anderson, Rachel Hummer, Hummel, Lauren Meyer. Yeah, that's an important <laughs> distinction there, Colonel. <laughs> yeah. Molly Fontenot, Sean DeBoard, Melissa Montoya, Stacy Gutierrez, Tim Hale, Donnie Young, Mich- Melanie Young, James Rion, Alan Dobbs, Ann Daza, Carol Nash, Elizabeth Brault, Mark Farman, Paul Ki- Paula Kimes, Chris Swanson, Andrea O'Dell, George Hochler, Mr. Roy, Joe Lehman, <clears throat> Christine Bachler, Alinette Hollywooded, <clears throat> hey Holly, Jay Alford, Aaron Shipley, Sophia Panta, Ronnie Rhodes, um, the lovely from. Um, I always get her. I always Between us her. girls. No, Nina. Oh, Nina, oh, Nina from um, Already Gone. Already Gone. Nina. Already Gone. Nina, Nina. From, from Already Nina. Gone. Um, Lauren Meredith, Jennifer Boda, Kelly Colwell, lovely in that portray, Steph Glenn, Christina Hodges, um, wonderful Christina Montana. Maria Barber, Jennifer Potts, Cindy Hamilton, Paul Mampilli, Mike Arnold, Melissa Lubrano, Brittany Powell, Heather Hall, Heather Poole, Heather Marshall, Terry Hemsley, Kimberly Cambrin, Mike Tabor, Lise, of course, Kevin Bayhan, Jeff Janke, Jeff Hopkins, Mark Hammermeister, uh, let's see, where was he at? Maddie Kinnon. I like to give a special shout out to Chrissy. <laughs> Very special shout out. The whore. Yeah, be nice. The whore who can't spell podcast. <laughs> Amelia Roscoe. She's not going to be listening to us, Timmy. Um, Michael Daniel, Jim Moyer, Jessica Bishop, Liz Evans. History's hard. <laughs> Please, she's an intelligent young lady. Uh-huh. Stacy Lynn. Let's see. Let's see some of the stuff she texts. Some of the words. That are all misspelled. Well, everything is uh, spelled correctly. So Jeffrey I Dolan, Marion Buckwell. I bet she Buckwell. spelled I need a new phone correctly. No, she didn't say that. Kelsey Fro, Kelsey, hello, Kels. Susanna Sheldon, Jennifer Miller. Um, Skip by you. She did say hi. What's up? Have we met? 
<laughs> the lovely Callie Jones. Brandy Deese, but she sent you 38 messages. <laughs> Andy Smyza, Dan Hamer, Norma DiMaggio, Karen Alden, Angie L., Amber Trevino. Oh, I see. I, I, what happened was nope. I, I posted. Let's I, not. I, I was responding to her on my burner phone first, and then I sent her a message from my real phone. <laughs> Because I'm getting old in my eyesight, I can't see the small. So she she made the big leap. She was worthy of the big leap. Yeah, and then I said, "Hi," and then she's he's so old, he's fucking blind. He can't see. Yeah, can't see the burner. I mean, look. Look at his shit. I can read it from over here. It's like fucking Helen Keller's phone. <laughs> so when I sent her a text from my real phone, she said, "What's up? Have we met?" Yeah. <laughs> you got Stevie Wonder's phone over there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jessica Winchester, Very Anita nice Darden, Nancy Weller, Kristen Andreessen, Valerie Murray, Tammy Ennis. Um, Tamara Cola, Leah McAllister, Stephanie Poling. Lauren Meredith, Sharon, Cheryl Weldon, of course, Lauren Feller, Todd Long, Diane. Cheryl from, Weldon, who left us a very nice uh, review on iTunes. Thank you, Cheryl. Diane Student, History Goes Bump. Hey, check Diane. That, check that one out. Allison Shields, Aaron Fowler, Colleen Madison, Robin Sanchez, TJ. Thank you, TJ. Tom Tui, Dave Hill, John Gray, Don Gordon, Kristen Davidson, Susan Angles, Lovely Emmy Waterfall, Christian Dormer, Danielle Fredrickson. Hey, Danielle, how you doing? Pete Fulmer, Amber Anderson, the lovely Tyra Jenkins, Amy Payne, Jason Dykes. Jason's so funny. He is. Jason Sammy James, your handler, Eddie Rushing, Sonyana, Lindsay McMillan, Tara Chinchilla, Jennifer Hawkins, Kim Kazmersky, Nancy Jalapeno, Toby Deese, Andy Spraccio, Danielle Fredrickson, Mike Eisenhower, Rebecca Montale, Natalie Parsons, Lee Pangburn, Christine Hauer, Stewie, Stewie Benton, Neil hey, Eggleton, Natasha Davis, of course, Nick and Molly, Steve Miller, Vicki Ann Wallace, Becky Mitchell, Keith Brewsty, Cheryl Musco, Andy Valley, Marvin, Mary Ray, of course, Katie Moorhead, Christine Bourgeois, or as her friends call her, Chrissy Bourgeois, Jeff Appel, the lovely Maggie Glover, um, the also very lovely Brandy McBride, yes, Lydia Bond, Jean Bond. You say John Cunningham. Devil, you ready? Whore. Whore. <laughs> what? Chrissy. Okay. Oh, come on. Tara V. She likes to dance. Of course she does. Time. Of course she does. That's, That's what, what she, she does, does for a living. For a living. <laughs> John Cunningham. Gabby Lewis. Ask Laura O'Reilly. Ask her if she knows the song Cherry Pie. Because all strippers know that song. Another member of Team Colonel. Oh, no, I did ask for her. For life. Said, Where do you work? And she said, I dance. 
There it is. Team Colonel for Life, Jamie Tarantino. She's a professional. She, oh, yeah, she's a professional. She's an entertainer. Yes. I'm, I'm guessing like maybe for the Cincinnati Ballet or yes. something. Yeah, that's, I I'm sure that. that's what it is, yeah. Because the Cincinnati <clears throat> Ballet loves ballerinas that have big horkin tattoos yeah, of all, their thigh. Up and down their leg. Yeah, yeah. they love that. Smell them in a row. Sydney and Michael. Yeah, I recognize that. Stephanie Quick. Trixie. Gina Spillane. Amber. Crazy ass Amber Croup. William Truax. Denny Mack. Denny Mack. Hope you had a great birthday. Yep. Byron Snellings, Bridget, Clavy, of course. Kate with a C. McCarthy, the beautiful, the lovely, and the wonderful Katya. Olivia Meyer, Brian and Lisa Lawton, Donna Curran, Aaron Wentz, Phyllis Munson. Hello, Phyllis. How you doing? Hey, Phyllis. Colton, all the Trowbridges, Shonda and Larry, Tommy Boomershine. Teresa Slavin, Jeff and Don, of course, Celine, who we already got, Hi, Britt and Chris, Missy Dean Horton, Linda, Sam Hildebrand, Jeff Girdley. So here's what I want you to think, Timmy. Here's here's what I want you to think about. Mm-hmm. You have to meet somebody. I'm going to go see her uh, Chrissy perform in Swan Lake this weekend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You Swan get Lake, for that. right across the river in Newport. Yep. At the um, brass ass. <laughs> so... I, I, and, and here's how you <clears throat> here's how you judge. Here's mm-hmm. how you put things in. And of course, I, Beverly and Dottie, I cannot forget. Lady Beverly. Lady Beverly. Hope you're doing well. So, you're going to a, uh, uh, let's say, CrimeCon. Okay? Yes, uh, CrimeCon the first week of June. To We're going to be there. She's not old enough to get in. To meet some of our friends and yeah, some of no, the people. I'm not bringing Chrissy. But we, we have are blood feuds with you're not, not bringing Chrissy because why would you not bring Chrissy? I'm not going to bring Chrissy to this. Of event. course you're not. She's See, not allowed. She's that's my school. point. She's not allowed to stay. Yeah, she's not allowed to stay. I mean, there's a million reasons. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a felony. Yeah. But <laughs> but anyway, is Chrissy the kind of woman that you would bring around to all these Functions. classy? Functional well, people. sure. She's a oh, uh, professor. She's a uh, and Ali. I use the word ballerina loosely for you because we still have obviously Carissi is obviously a ballerina. Very, uh, you know, she expresses herself through her art. So we, you're the one saying she's a ballerina. Yeah, she, yeah, she said she's, she's a, a professional dancer. dancer. Yeah, if she was a professional ballerina, she would have said she was a professional ballerina. Well, I, I, I look, I, 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 I am not going to judge her for her art. You know, she, whatever, however she expresses herself through her art is up to her. It's a personal experience, but I support her and I support the arts. Do if you? she has a Patreon page, I will subscribe. <laughs> I'm sure she has a place. You All can right, Brandy, uh, where can people find us? Evidently at the Brass Ass in Newport <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> You can find us on Facebook. Yes. Uh, we have two Facebook pages. We have History Dweebs page uh, where we post a lot of history-related articles. And then we have our group page for our podcast where we interact with all of our listeners. That's History Dweebs, the podcast. Please join us there. It's a lot of fun. And Twitter? Yes. You can follow us on Twitter at History Dweebs 1. You can follow the colonel at Hawk Waters. You can find us on iTunes. iTunes. Please leave us a review. Be kind and leave us a review uh, um, like Cheryl uh, Weldon did. She gave us a five-star review. And if you leave us a good review, we will uh, give you a special shout-out on the air because it's really important to us because it helps people find us. 
And uh, in addition to that, uh, we as we thank Karen for supporting us uh, by tweeting uh, about our show on retweeting our um, tweets. You can spit you. this out. Thank today. you, Karen, and also Fat Boy Gardner, who also does the same thing. Uh, thank you, uh, Fat Boy, whose Colonel is neither fat nor boy, nor boy nor gardener. Yeah, strange. Yeah, strange. Yeah. And you know, Chrissy, which is neither a ballerina. <laughs> yeah, come on. She's an artiste. <laughs> yeah. Performance art yeah, is what it's called. Art. Yes. Yeah, her so body I am going to looks go like straight. her body's a canvas over there, is what it looks like to me. Her body's a wonderland <laughs> of disease. <laughs> oh, come on. And you can find She's a fine young lady. Libsyn and Stitcher and all of the podcast yes, apps. Yes, all the podcast apps. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Tweets. Good day. Bye bye. Bye, everyone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.